Uh, thanks for being here. Um, most of you probably know um, we're quote-unquote partnering up with um, CCC, at least do some things together, at least try to work it out. And um, So we were just discussing uh, the teachers and everything about doing some teaching on church unity and not so much like us getting along well together, but actually unity between other denominations, other churches, and, and all that. And um, so I can't remember if I volunteered or they volunteered me or whatever. So that's what I'm going to teach on. And when, when my first reaction to that is like, this is going to be easy. You know, it's all about, you know, let's get all the churches together and we'll hold hands and we'll sing Chris Tomlin songs all day and everything will just be just be great. Um, but as, as days went by and I prayed and I studied and everything, um, it's not really quite that simple. And, and so um, to preface this, um, if you are um, a new believer, if you're trying to figure out if you want to believe, I just want you to know that Jesus loves you, we love you, and none of us really know what we're doing. We're doing the best we can to figure out this whole Christian walk. Um, so there may be some things that you don't agree with, um, but I, I tend to when I talk, and I always, I pretty much always say this that my basis for everything that I do is, I feel is biblical. I can go to the Bible and show you where it's at because I believe that the Bible is the Word of God, and, and sometimes it clashes. You know, a lot of times it should always clash. It seems like with culture, so. So just just know that that um, don't base Jesus necessarily on on me or us, because I am not the perfect Christian. Um, I don't think anybody, nobody is. But there are some people who will tell you they are, but they're not either. So, um, so anyway, with that being said, um, I actually have. I'm not going. I don't think I'm going to read it. I have a, a list of differences that Christians have. And and if you've been in church and you know a lot of Christians, you know that some things are um, are minor, some things aren't. And, but that's kind of subjective, too, about what you think is minor and what isn't. So um, I'm going to start out. Um, you got, got the John verse ready? Okay, I don't need it. I don't need it right now. Um, um, the first verse we're going to we're going to, um, that I'm going to read is it takes place in the upper room. If you know anything about that, it's right before Jesus gets um, arrested to get crucified and everything. But he's he's up in the upper room with um with his with the disciples, the twelve, and and he says his prayer for them. And you know he's thanking God for them and, and asking God to watch over them and and all this. But in the midst of this, he says this. Jesus says, I am praying not only for these disciples, which he says, these being the 12, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. I pray that they will be, that they will all be one, just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in also, and may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. So this is always, this is always called the, um, the unity prayer. 
that all Christians, you know, get along and do all that stuff. Okay? Um, so this is going to be, I think, very contingent on you participating. All right? I can very easily sit up here and give you my opinion. I actually would love to do that because I have lots of opinions. But I am also to the point now where I I am pretty confident in what I believe. I mean, I, I am. But I am also not so arrogant that I think I know it all. So I, I, I'm really hoping that I learn as much from this as maybe you do also. Okay? This this is just like totally just falls flat on his face, so it, and it could actually get out of hand. So it'd be interesting to see what happens. Okay, <laughs> okay. Um, just quickly, um, I, I think that we can all come to the conclusion that that as Christians, we don't a hundred percent agree on everything. Is that a, is that a Fairly accurate, accurate statement. Okay, that would that would probably explain why there's so many different denominations. Um, I meant to look this up, but they, the, this guy is this one guy was saying they project by 2052 there will be 44,000 different denominations or something like that. It's 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 like insane how many there will be. Um. um so, with that being said, this is where you start to participate. Um, should um, should we align ourselves up with with all Christians or anything that is labeled Christian? Let me even go here because this is like where it starts getting rough. Um, the culture these days is pretty much acceptance. Nancy and I were talking last night that just in our lifetime, the word tolerant has taken on a completely new meaning than it did when we were most of your guys' age. Tolerant was just putting up with something. I mean, that's exactly what it meant. I'm pretty cynical and sarcastic, and, and Nancy puts up with that. She doesn't, but she doesn't necessarily accept it, but she puts up with it. But these days, the definition means that you accept it. You accept other people's beliefs. Um, so, that being said, we'll go back to the other question. Should we align ourselves with every everybody or everything that labels itself Christian? Unite. We'll, just, we'll say unite then. This is about being united, so... Yeah, yeah. We probably need the microphone, don't we? Are you guys brave enough to use the microphone? Are you taping this? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you say that again? <laughs> uh, my opinion is no, um, just because I feel like I need to get my truths from the Lord. He's going to give me truths in his word. And if there's something that I don't understand in his word, then take that specifically to him so he can 
give me truths to understand. Okay. Is, yeah. You got First Corinthians five up. Got ready. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to read this too because almost everybody, Christian, non-Christian, knows knows the verse about judge not lest ye be judged, and we all say amen to that. Though we tend to forget the next part that says, for how you judge somebody, you'll be judged too, which can actually mean the way I take it is. I want to be judged. I want people to judge me to tell me when I'm not acting Christ-like. I don't live on the first part where, because if you live on the first part, you can say, well, I can't ju- I'm not going to judge anybody, so they can't judge me, so I can do whatever I want. I mean, it's kind of, it's almost like a loophole to get away with whatever you want to do because Jesus said not to judge. But if you actually read the scripture, he, he's judging all the time. <laughs> so this is, um, this is in 1 Corinthians 5, and it is, uh, he's writing to the church of Corinthians. Paul is. And, and to even elaborate on that, almost uh, all the, the um, a lot of the, I don't want to say all of them, but probably at least half of the letters that Paul wrote, because that's like 1 Corinthians is a letter to the church in Corinth. And it's almost all, of, half of them that he writes is he's trying to, he's, he's judging them, telling them what they're doing is wrong or what they're doing what they're doing is right, okay? So, <clears throat> I can hardly believe the report about the sexual immorality going on among you, something that even pagans don't do. I am told that a man in your church is living in sin with his stepmother. You are so proud of yourselves, but you should be in mourning and sorrow and shame, and you should remove this man from your fellowship. Even though I'm not with you in person, I am with you in spirit, and as though I... And as though I were there, I have already passed judgment on this man in the name of the Lord Jesus. You must call a meeting of the church. I will be present with you in spirit, and so will the power of our Lord Jesus. Then you must throw this man out and hand him over to Satan so that this, so his sinful nature will be destroyed, and he himself will be saved on the day the Lord returns. Your boasting about this is terrible. Don't you realize that this sin is like a little yeast that spreads through the whole batch of dough? Get rid of the old yeast by removing the wicked person from among you. Then you will be like a fresh batch of dough made without yeast, which is, which is what you really are. Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed for us. So let us celebrate the festival not with old bread of wickedness and evil, but with the new bread of sincerity and truth. When I wrote to you before, I told you not to associate with people who indulge in sexual sin. But I wasn't talking about unbelievers who indulge in sexual sin or who are greedy, or cheat people, or worship idols. You'd have to leave this world to avoid those people, people like that. What I meant that you are not to associate with anyone who claims to be a believer, yet indulges in sexual sin, or is greedy, or worship idols, or is abusive, or is a drunkard, or cheats people. Don't even eat with such people. It isn't my responsibility to judge outsiders, unbelievers, but it certainly is your responsibility to judge those inside the church who are sinning. God will judge those on the outside, but as the scriptures say, you must remove the evil person from among you. Okay, so the whole judge not lest ye be judged thing obviously doesn't mean surface what it says, because Paul is saying right here about you have to judge other believers. That if they're if they claim to be a believer, then you shouldn't associate with them. Okay, so how do you feel about that? How do you personally? How do you personally feel about it? I'd like to hear from some younger people. 
Yeah. 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 I didn't say when I hear from old people, I said younger people. What what is contradicting, the the verse here or the way people are? Right, right, right. But, but but read the beginning of it. What is the attitude of the person doing the sin? Uh, one. It's at the very beginning. Or at least I think you can draw the. The, the illustration of what he's saying. Because Paul is saying you should be ashamed and have sorrow and shame. So so they must not feel sorry and have shame, so they must feel... Huh? Yeah, they must be proud of what's going on. So, so what you're saying then is, I think it's not what Paul's getting at. If you know a Christian who's struggling with something and they're trying not to be that way, is is completely different because he talks here about um, uh, about indulging, um, but wasn't talking about unbelievers who indulge in sexual sin. He was talking about believers who in, indulge in, 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 in sin. So that narrows it down to who you're who you're judging or who you should associate with. Correct. This is people look very upset over this. Go ahead, Tim. But how do you, how do you hold someone accountable without judging them? How do you determine though that they need to be held accountable for something? Yeah, but what are you doing when you come to that conclusion? I, I, th- I think what it is is that judging does not mean condemning. I think a lot of people think the two words mean the same thing. They don't. They don't. I, I think it's I think it's a polite way of saying the same thing. Yeah, I, I mean, to me it is. It's like you, you're still... We're still debating, you know, if this is right, if this is wrong or whatever. And you can call it discerning, but you're still making a judgment call. So I, I think judgment, judging comes across very much like condemn. Most people think of that as condemning. So they, so they use the word um, discernment because it sounds better. And most people don't know what it means anyway. Cause it's No. 
Just sing it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, you can take the same word judge um, and put judgment towards someone you don't know, and it comes off as condemnation. Um, but judge when we judge each other, I agree with Tim. It's more like accountability because you have built relationship with someone. When you have built relationship with someone, you can come to them um, and call something 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 to their attention um, out of love. Yeah, it's. I think that's pretty much what it is. Accountability right, right. is done in love, and right. when you judge someone, you and, don't know it's condemnation. And, and the the um, the rub there on that, like we we talked about in our in our leaders meeting about discipling people, and it's like we're holding people accountable. It's like how do you do that if nobody wants to be held accountable? How do you disciple somebody who doesn't want to be discipled? Yeah, and it's, it's so. But what you're saying though is, I, I believe in accountability. But it's like if I don't want to be held accountable for something, what good's it going to do if you tell me? I already know that it's wrong. Right, but I'm going kind of. I'm kind of going. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure that Paul loved these people that he's writing to, but he, because if you read what he says there, he actually says about turning him over. What is it? Turning him over to Satan, um, throwing throw this man out and hand him over to Satan, so that his sinful nature will be destroyed, and he himself will be saved on the day of the Lord. The Lord returns. So basically, what he's saying is, you don't embrace people who live unchristianly, who say they're Christians, but when you, when you disassociate with them there's a purpose behind it and it's not and it's not because you don't love them anymore or that you don't want them to change that's the whole purpose is that you're hoping that their sin your their sinful nature gets destroyed and they will be reconciled back to god and but i i'm not saying that we should kick everybody out of church either that's not i'm not trying to connect my whole point on this that i'm trying to get hold on eric is that not everything labeled christian is acceptable Okay, so when we start talking about partnering up with other churches and stuff, uh, um, I, I mean, what what is the um, what is the the standard by which we would go by, whether as this church or as individual people? Does that mean does that mean that anybody who says that they believe in Jesus is okay? Because most of Christendom does not consider Jehovah Witnesses and Mormons to be Christians, but they will all t- they both of those will tell you that they believe Jesus died for our sins and he resurrected and and all that, but they're usually not considered part of our group. So how do we discern which ones to partner up with? For me, it's a. a are you on? Am yeah. I on? Oh, yeah. Well, um, it, it's a difficult one because it's one of those where you would like to have God sit down next to you and just give you the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I struggle sometimes why that doesn't happen, uh, but I, I do know that that process of figuring that out is is important. Um, but I always have to step back and look at whether I think from a global God's kingdom, from a global God's family, is 
uniting with someone or being bonded with them going to grow us in the right direction toward God. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are um, certainly Christians, uh, not as much groups, but individuals um, that that wear the, the label, but they aren't moving toward God. And in fact, they're not even very well united with God. And then there are others um, who I maybe I don't like to hang out with very much for one reason or another, um, but they're certainly walking in the right direction. And so for me personally, I'll unite with anybody walking toward God. Um, I'll be glad to call them brother or sister and work with them um, as long as they're not being destructive to the kingdom. Now, um, does that mean that we unite on a weekly basis with them? Sometimes that makes sense and sometimes that doesn't. But it doesn't mean that we're necessarily opposing. But I really think in this case, um, he's talking about people that are wearing the title um, but really aren't walking the walk. Right. And, you know, and, and we've got to be very careful to discern that difference. Right. So, uh, Eric wanted to say something, if he still remembers. Yeah, well, this is definitely more of a, a question than answer. Um, but if we were on a very surface level to just think of the sin in each of us, you know, we can all surface level kind of judge our own sin as well as the sin of others. So I, I guess I don't understand at what point uh, that, that sin in someone else is to a point where um, we judge them to a point of saying, hey, uh, you really can't be among us anymore. And, and, I, and I always struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I want to say, you know, if, if you uh, have had a moment where you really uh, want to believe in Jesus and uh, have taken a step, it, it's hard for me to say, well, you've come to, to a degree of sin where I can't even believe you believing that. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't know where that line is drawn. So it's more of a question. Where, right, right, right. Where, where is this line? Well, I mean, because I've kind of said this over and over about the sexual sin, but, I mean, I think it's important to realize that Paul pointed out being greedy and abusive being a drunkard and cheating people. And I, I think, for the most part, I don't know all of you in here, but I think we have all done that somewhere along the way, right? And and I think if you kind of think of it that way, it's like, well, you know, I, I'm capable of doing those things also. Um, but the point of reading this this thing here was just that it, it I always have this this fear especially the way the culture is now that anything goes that really, you know, even as Christians, you know, we're uh, the, the verse and we was talking about the verse in Romans about there aren't, there's no condemnation. Those who are in Christ Jesus. And Nancy's question was, well, I can do whatever I want. And it's like, yeah, you kind of can, but, but there's like all these other pages telling you that's not how it is. And, and so the, the whole purpose of pointing this out though, is that not, anything goes Paul's very clear about that 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 there are guidelines by whom with whom you associate with and my question is as individuals or a church even like what Quinn said about if they're if they're not being destructed to the kingdom he'll walk with them well, some people would say the fact that like Jeff and I have long hair that's destructive to the kingdom because our hair is long but we're, we're, what, what are the lines, the parameters by which, and that's that's kind of a personal thing, isn't it? I mean, 
I really don't know if, if this teaching is going to do any good at all. But I, it, it, it just felt it just felt important to me, though, that just because somebody says they're a Christian or or if something's labeled a Christian, it doesn't mean that you hop on board with them. Because Jesus even said about you you know you're Christian by your love, by the fruit, and all that kind of stuff like that. There's is much more than the simple fact. Well, they got a cross on their building, so they must be okay too. In I was going to say, um, I think maybe for, for me anyway, I don't look at it just as, I look at it as, my, as a job that God's given me, but I look at it as the consequences if I don't do something and say something to them. What's going to happen to them if I don't step in and say what, what's wrong, what they're doing wrong? I do it in love. But if I don't say anything, what are the consequences for their life if I don't? Right. 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 <laughs> I think, though, on a personal level, that's easier. But when you talk about one church partnering up with another church, it, it's kind of hard to go to that church and say, this part of what you believe you should change. That's the reason why they have their own church, because they already believe that. And they want to believe that, or they wouldn't have started their own church. Okay? So I guess my question is, though, on a personal level, I mean, I don't know, this may be a rhetorical question. What is the line? What is the line to which you or, or a church should associate with another church? What What is what is the perimeter that you won't, like, this thing is, I don't agree with them, so I can't partner up with them anymore. Oh, you got the mic? Speak it. I, I guess a couple things. Um, and, and I think a lot of I agree with a lot of what Quinn and a lot of other people have said, um, and I think p- part of the, this this you know line maybe that you're talking about, and, and Paul talks about this later on, that p- part of it is a protection for for yourself. That um, he 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 also, and I don't remember which verse it's in, but he he says that you know don't be you know associate or you don't won't be united or yoked together because then you mm-hmm. yourself can fall into that same sin those same traps and and so that's that's part of i think the the guidance and wisdom of what paul and god are saying here about you know if you're it's one thing to to uh to to point out some faults or you know speak some truth in love to people um to try to uh, make them aware of what they're doing to themselves or others that is destructive. But it's another thing to have dinner with them every every night or what you know whatever it's talking about. Uh, well, associate or united. Those some, are kind of two different things. Some will say this verse here is talking about communion because it talks about Christ being our Passover and not eating with unbelievers and all that. And they'll actually say that not that's about communion, which means that you don't. You know, not just having dinner with them. Communion is, you know, sharing your beliefs and, and everything. So that, yeah, makes, so it e- that word, makes it even some more. Some word studies on this would be prudent to do as well. But the, the other thing I think that we have to remember is ba- back in the, the time that this was written, I think why it says I can hardly believe the report about this, you know. Because right. these are more, I mean, real intentional things. Like you just don't, you know, accidentally – uh, live in sin with your stepmother, right? I mean, right. these are these are 
intentional lifestyle type of type of issues and and at the time of this the levitical law for the jews the the sacrifices that they had they didn't cover intentional sins they they didn't cover intentional sins you go back and study and read that that's not what they covered and so if you if they were to do this you, that you're cut off from your people i mean that's why he's saying you know you you're basically removed um and going back and studying Leviticus is, is a real eye-opener for those kind of things. Um, and so if you take the Bible as a whole, you, you kind of see this this pattern of God kind of separates and divides, right? He has his chosen people, you know, Israel. And and then, you know, in, in you know, Judgment Day, he's he's dividing the righteous from the unrighteous and and calling out Israel to live separate um, in a separate ways and separate lifestyles from others. So I think when, when you look at it from a whole, you know, he's called, he's called people out to be separate, but you're living in the world at the same time. Is anybody like confused or anything about all this? <laughs> he says it in another. He says in in first first Timothy two about a couple guys turn him over to Satan. But but both time he says it though it's not because they're worthless people so they should be. The, the hope is that by separating yourself from them that that they will learn what they have done wrong and it's it's all about reconciliation and forgiveness and everything else but the but the, like I said the whole point of me pointing out these passages and I didn't really want to try to get it on a personal level it, it's just that you know the church is made of people made up of people and and you can use verses like this to show that that there are guidelines by which you should unite with and be with. Okay? Now, as far as I know, CCC is fine. I mean, I, I really don't even know anything about them. But, but at the same time, though, I think it's, I, I think as believers, we should um, not take um, everything at face value. Because there are all sorts of, you know... Um, there's a thing on Facebook about Matthew McConaughey mentioned God in his acceptance speech at, speech at the Oscars. And, you know, and everybody said, oh, he's a Christian because he said God. And there's other people saying, have you seen his movies? Would a Christian make movies like that? And, but, I mean, it's really kind of up to, up to you to, to seek out what is true. Right? Right? Because, I mean, just because, just because I'm up here saying I'm a Christian and everything, I don't think you should just say, well, Herb must be a Christian because he's teaching at a church. And then you should talk to me and find out what I believe. I mean, when anybody else teaches up here, I'm sitting back there and I'm judging them because I'm supposed to because, you know, because I want to make sure what they're teaching is true and accurate and and not just spouting off whatever they think is, is right. You need the microphone. 
there may not be an answer for this one, so I don't mean to put you on the spot, but on what basis would we not unite with another church organization? That would be my own personal opinion, and that's what I'm putting out there. I, I, I'd like to hear I have my I have my opinion, but I'd like to hear others too. If anybody is willing, Quinn is Quinn is told his. No, he's no, he's. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He's bringing the mic. <laughs> I can't remember exactly where it's at, but but Paul says, in a roundabout way, like, don't get hung up on the little things mm-hmm. that you that you don't agree with as believers. Mm-hmm. Um, like we can only live up to what we've already attained, and like God reveals different things to us at different times. Um, it's individually based, you mm-hmm. know, and like if it's not on means of salvation, I don't, I don't think we should get caught up on it. Like if we could all start our own church in this room, like we all could disagree on one right. different, like we could put up a board and see which ones we, we disagree with and like, okay, well you'll start this church, you'll start that one. And that's basically what we have. And that's basically why you, you made, you threw out that number of, 44,000 yeah. denominations because it's that retarded at times. Right. Like, oh, you know, you believe that you can get sprinkled and you believe you have to be submerged to get baptized. And you're just like, are you serious? You know, like, so. But but to some people, that's a big deal. Because some churches believe that, and I was talking to Nancy that's on the way here, that the Baptists drive me insane because they're, they're, they're called Baptists but they'll stand up there and they'll tell you that um, the only way, the, the way to salvation is, is faith in Jesus Christ and belief in his death, burial, and resurrection. And that baptism will not save you, has nothing to do with salvation, but you got to get baptized. And it's like, it, it, it's, it's make up your mind. I mean, say you should get baptized and explain why you should and the importance of it. But they, and then there's other denominations because of what Peter says about, you know, when you get baptized, you receive the Holy Spirit. So, it's like there's these two different verses in the Bible, and and because of that, people split, and they and, and they'll say, well, yeah, they're Christians, but I really can't do anything. And, and I know some people find that hard to believe, but there are churches out there who will not, who just will not associate with anybody else who does not believe with them 100 percent on every single thing. I mean, it, 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 it's it's unbelievable. Jeff and I could go to my church I first started going to, and they would let us in, and they would, you know, they would welcome us and everything. But if we asked people to be leadership, nope. And it's all because of how we look. It has nothing to do with how we believe or anything like that. It's all about looks. But to them, that is their line. That's the line they'll draw that they will not cross. So when you say about not getting hung up on the little things, that's kind of subjective. What is, what is a little thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but see, that's a tricky thing to say, too, because 
they'll tell you like the long hair thing is biblical. It's in there. A man should not have long hair because they're not ashamed. The woman shouldn't have short hair because the long hair is her glory. And but some people think it is. Some people think it is. I know it's it's. And, you know, and that's what I said, that you have to remember that the church is made up of people and we're screwed up, sinful people. and We're not going to get everything right. But there has to be a line where the parameter of what is OK to associate with other churches. So as we're talking about this part of the subject, uh, a, a picture is forming in my mind and how we're as believers called to be the body of Christ. So there's one big body right there. So that denomination's doing that over there. Well, there goes the hand. And, oh, that denomination's doing that over there. There goes the foot. And then it's not all one body anymore. We're all mm-hmm. doing our separate things. And what does it say in the word? Something about how does a body function or, you know, without its hand or I don't know where it is. Kind of skimmed over it. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of where I'm getting at. Not a whole lot of question or opinion just the visual picture of our hands legs kneecaps and feet over there everywhere but not together and then you know you're talking about tolerance and i've seen those bumper stickers we all seen the bumper stickers for tolerance Mm -hmm. and coexist those are actually really cool i mean that's really creative i mean i mean i I look at it's like i can't help it man that's really cool how they did that (laughs) Let's, let's do this then. What is the core of Christianity? Because that's what, what's, what's your name? That's what Brandon's getting at. He's saying that, he's, I think what he's trying to say is if you have the core, then you, you agree. So what is the core of the Christian faith? Well, a little more specific than that. You, you, you know love, though, because of what the core of the Christian faith is. What is the core of the Christian faith? Why, why follow Jesus? Why? What? Hold on. Get that. I want this on the microphone. Uh, I think it was Angie. Well, that's okay. We could piece it together because it's more than just that. Death, burial, and resurrection. Okay, that's 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 part of that's part of the reason why we we follow Jesus and believe in Him. But there's a little bit more, though. That is like the the major part of it is that you know the new covenant. Rabbi, what do you think it is, Dalton? I just, I just carry the microphone. I don't talk into it. I'm just kidding. No, here, here's my stance: is that if, if you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, all right, and that He died for our sins, and that He was resurrected on the third day, and now that He sits in heaven with God, and He is, and He is uh, at the right hand of God, which basically, you know, puts Him in power, and th- th- that's that's mine 
Now, I would, I would elaborate that there's more to it, but I can, I can work with anybody who believes that. The word of God. Like rem- you have to... Uh... I, I, I agree with that, but that's not a parameter by which I will associate with someone. But my question to them would be, if you don't believe that the Bible is the word of God, then how do you, can you possibly know who God is? Because if you don't, then you basically just make it whatever you think it is, and God can be whatever you think God is. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Right. And that's what I would say is, that how can you possibly believe in Jesus and what Jesus did if you don't believe what Scripture says? And the one thing I kind of want to get into, and I don't have time, but this will just be my editorial um, um, culture will dictate how you see things, how the Bible is read. I mean, you can you can read the Bible, and your culture will dictate how you see it. Um, your own personal opinions of what you feel about things will dictate how you read something. Um, <coughs> I, I think it's important to know because, um, you know, I can read, I can read where Jesus says that you love your enemies. So to me, you know, you, you, you um, pray for them and you bless them. Um, to me, that means you never kill your enemy. You just don't do it. Then there's other Christians who read that, and, and then they'll have other examples about why it's okay to defend your country and all that. You, you will, whatever your personal belief is will dictate well, I don't want to say it will dictate, but it will. It, you you will tend to want to follow what your inclinations are personally anyway. So, huh? Yeah, that's a that's a good word. Thank you. Um, and that was the one thing that I did a couple of years ago was, I I knew what my core had to be. If I was if I if I already decided I'm going to follow Jesus, I, I knew what my core was, and my core was Jesus, Son of God, died for my sin, and what I just said a few minutes ago. But I resolved that everything else I had been taught or learned or what I thought I learned, I was going to do the best I could to read it with different eyes. Because I, I knew that some of the, because I would talk to people and they would say that this is why you can do this. And I would talk to somebody else. It's like, no, 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 no. And, and so I came to the conclusion that I read a lot of this with my own personal biases and opinions in it. And I think that's part of the thing is you have to really notice that. You have to ask God to have him speak to you when you read this. And I think it's just important that you read the Bible. You have to read it. Um, there's there's a lot of things that you'll read if you don't understand anything about um, Jewish culture and all that. It won't make any sense to you. Still read it anyway because the things that are really important for you to get closer to God, for you to um, have a relationship are plain. Those things are plain in the Bible. They, 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 they pretty much are. They're, they're pretty plain. Um, um, like Steve was talking about the old law, blah, 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 and all this. I love all that stuff, and I know what he's talking about. I'm sure a few of you had no clue what he meant by that, and that's okay because, because my, my opinion is 
is if you ask God and you start studying, you start reading, and you, and you try to live a more holy life, which I think is a very good topic we need to talk about one day, about what holiness actually means. Um, but as you do that, you'll want to know more about why things are. And, and you will come to find out that when the Bible was written, it was a different culture than ours, but the Bible was written to a culture inside of another culture. And, and that was the whole point, was that the world's culture should not infiltrate the, the, the church culture. That was the whole purpose of God uh, um, Christ setting up a church, was so that you were a chosen people, set aside, set apart from the rest of the world. And when I talk about um, the world infiltrating, I don't mean like we can't use modern technology. I'm not talking about stuff like that. I'm talking about attitudes, perceptions, um, things that are specifically mentioned that are that God says is not the way a Christian is supposed to be, and yet Christians still say that it's okay to be that way. And and that's always my question is how do you come to this conclusion when and but anyway, I'm I'm sure I've confused you all and some of you look really mad, but but I, I, I did. I mean I re- I I was really kind of excited because I really thought, well this is gonna be simple, man. Just you know, everybody loves Jesus, so we all just get together and do good things and then I started like thinking about some verses and it's like that's not necessarily always the case. So my um I'll go real quick. We're just quarter after. Um so my over my overall message on this is just because something is labeled Christian, don't just assume it is. It, people, whatever it may be. Okay, uh, I'm going to pray real quick, and then go get your kids. Eh? No. Okay. Okay. And we have food, right? So stick around for that. All right. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. And, um, Lord, I pray that um, I didn't discourage anyone, or I pray that I didn't um, misspeak in any way. Um, I just pray that everybody here knows that you love them so much and and that you love them so much you died for them, um, that you want to have a relationship with each and every person here and and even those who are not here also. But Lord, um, I just pray that each one of us are um, seeking to follow you the way that you want to be followed and and to strive to live for holiness. Um, Lord, please be with them. Surely she's not doing very well, and I just pray, Lord, that that you touch her, her life, and, and heal her. And I thank you, Lord, for the the food and for everybody who brought some. And I pray, Lord, that um, everyone will stay and will talk and get to know each other and and have unity in that way. And just give us wisdom, Lord, as we as we join other churches and other Christians to further your kingdom. That um that we're aware that the enemy's out there in disguise that can lead us down the wrong way and that we are so in touch with you that we will recognize that when that happens. And I ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.